It is good to be together in the house of the Lord and glad that you are here with us. Glad online that you are watching with us this morning too or whenever you are watching. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious and holy God, thank you for always watching us. Lord, not trying to catch us in doing something we shouldn't, but in caring who we are, where we are, what we're doing, what's going on in our lives. Lord, it's been a busy month and a lot's happening. Perhaps some things are changing. In the midst of it all, Lord, we know your steady is present. And help us as we seek in this transition time to rely on your strength and your direction. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, it seems the month of May ushers in a time of transition. The weather begins to turn a little warm. Many people are planning vacations and schools are coming to a close or almost to a close. Graduations are happening weekly and there are many activities that are exciting celebrations of the end of a school year. Some move to big school for the first time. Some go to middle school and high school. Some go off to college. Some begin a job. All of us in some way in our life have these times of transition. May is also a time of transition for our church too. Wednesday nights and youth D groups begin to wrap up. Some adult Bible studies that have been going for the school year begin to take a break. And the church year, or the Christian year we call it. You remember Advent and Lent? We've been in this season of Easter and now Pentecost is upon us next week. Today also marks a transition as we explore what a post-COVID world at Emmanuel begins to look like. On the surface, I guess if you really look at it, we think many things are ending, but in reality, many things are just beginning. Our son Davis graduated from high school yesterday. It was an exciting day, it brought some tears, but it also brought some joy to know that he is ready and that the challenging days ahead, he is prepared and will be formed. I remember when Brooke graduated from kindergarten, they sang a song, I am ready to go. And as they sung that song and at the end they said, I'm ready to go, and they all yelled to first grade. This time of transition. From the end of one phase to the beginning of another, no matter where we are in life, can be a time of joy, a time of celebration, a time of excitement, but it also can be a time of anticipation, anxiousness, and maybe even a little fear. The reality is there will be change, and we all have to adapt to that change. For none of us can stay in kindergarten forever or high school forever. We all must grow up. It's been neat over the past several weeks to look at many pictures of Davis through the years. You know, in the high school graduations, they have the slideshows, right? They show the baby pictures, the middle school pictures, the graduation pictures. And as we begin to look at those and see both of our children as they grow up, it's like, I want to take, keep them right there, right? Don't, don't grow up anymore. They're, they're great where they are now. And you enjoy that time. But we realize we can't keep them 
where they are. We can't stay there either. But how often? How often do we in our spiritual life just stop? Stop the growing, stop the learning, stop the struggling that comes with it. So here's a question that I present to each of us this morning. Perhaps a hard question for you. Are you in the same place spiritually that you've been in a long time? Are you in the same place spiritually that you were at your own confirmation? Your own high school graduation or college graduation or medical school graduation? Are you at the same place spiritually that you were when you first joined the church? Just because there's change, change in our grade, change in our family, change in our job situation, change even in our church does not mean that we stop growing. It does not mean that we put maturity on hold. Perhaps it's an opportunity to grow in new and different ways. That's why our vision statement to be a growing and vital community where Christ is transforming lives is pivotal in the decisions that we make. For Jesus and the disciples in today's scripture, we look at it at first, it seems to be an ending to the ministry as they had known it. But when we look a little deeper, we realize it's a new, bright, and beautiful beginning for them. Jesus, since his resurrection, speaks one last time to the disciples. He joins them in the upper room and emphasizes them the reality of his resurrection. He encourages the disciples to reach out and touch him. He shows them his scars. He asks for a piece of the cooked fish and he eats it. And then he says these words to the disciples. Join me as we read together these words contained in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 53. Online, get out your Bibles or devices for those who are here in person. Let us turn to God's Word and the means in which you have brought and read it together. Luke 24, verse 44. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms, must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that, the, and that the repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands he blessed them while he was blessing them he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and they were continually in the temple blessing God 
the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, if you've just graduated from high school or college or even med school, what is the question that people ask you the most? What's next? Where are you going to school? What are you going to major in? Where are you going to live? What job do you get? So if we're in this season of transition, ourselves, our families, our church, I ask that question, what's next? What's next for you spiritually? What's next in your journey with God? Where are you going? What's that look like? What does that mean for you There has to become a day when the Jesus of the earth that we've heard about, that we've been taught about, that the stories we have grown up with, that the Jesus of the earth becomes the Lord of our life. Today's scripture talks about the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. But the ending's really not about Jesus, it's about the disciples. For they no longer have one whom they can touch, one on whom they can physically lean upon, one who in person will guide them to the next place they need to go, no one for whom they can sit down and talk to face to face. But it's really a beginning for the disciples. For now they are linked to one who's not limited to space and time, but is always present, always available always ready to guide. As students finish up one year, they anticipate perhaps a new teacher in the fall, a new school, a new city. Some will not be going to school anymore. Change can be hard. I know my family will be going through change with Davis going to college, and each moment is precious. The reality is it's really almost too late to begin teaching him things I want him to know, especially about Jesus. He won't always need us, but he'll always need Jesus. And if I've not pointed him to Jesus, then I failed. In those words, Jesus spoke to the disciples in the upper room. He talks about the necessity of his journey especially when it comes to the cross. He talks about the words that are written in the law, the words of the prophets, the words of the psalmist. These must be fulfilled. They point to the cross. The cross, Jesus' death was not an afterthought. It was part of God's plan, a specific time on a specific place on earth in which his eternal love was shown. The message of Christ, the story of Christ, does not end when he ascends into heaven. It really just begins for the disciples and all who follow Jesus. Jesus says, because of my death and resurrection, repentance and forgiveness of sins shall be proclaimed to all the nations. Keeping people out of hell is not the goal of sharing Jesus. 
And it shouldn't be the goal of the church. But the goal is much more about transformation of lives, of homes, of families, of communities, of the church, of the world. Guess who he's called and equipped for transformation? It's up to us, as his disciples, to be proponents of transformation. We talked about it last week in taking action as we come upon those crossroads of faith at a Confirmation Sunday. There are many ways, there are many opportunities. We might take the summer off from school, but we can't take the summer off from Jesus. There are still many ways this summer in which we can be engaged. Vacation Bible school, and we need adults really to help. Room in the Inn is really beginning to ramp itself up and begin to be engaged in that ministry. And there's many ways and places in different ages in which the Word of God continues to need to be taught and shared and served to others. When something comes to an end, we often wait to see what happens next. Often in transition, we find ourselves stuck, not sure what to do next or how to proceed. And so what do we do? We do nothing. And when you do nothing, you know what often happens? Nothing. Jesus tells the disciples to wait. But not to wait and do nothing. Wait here in Jerusalem until you receive the power of on high. William Barclay says there's a time to wait on God and there's a time to work for God. It sure is hard to understand when it seems we always have a lot to do. And Barclay concludes, the quiet times in which we wait upon God are never wasted. For it is in these times that we lay aside life's tasks that we are strengthened For these very tasks we lay aside. What are your plans for the summer? Do you have any? Do you have plans for your spiritual life or just going to put it on hold for the summer? Just because small groups and Bible studies and Sunday school classes will not be meeting like they've done before doesn't mean that our spiritual life has come to an end. The transition for summer can be an ending or beginning. But let's not do nothing. This transition period for the disciples was not a time of fear or heartbrokenness. They weren't just stuck but it became a time of joy. For Jesus, the one whom they have been following, the one who's been guiding them, the one who's been their confidant, their counselor, Jesus has ascended into heaven. And verse 52 begins to tell us they return to Jerusalem with great joy. Now they have a master from whom they can never be separated. Their earthly friend is now a constant friend in heaven. The day had come when the Jesus of the earth finally has become the Christ of the heaven. They realized it. They acted upon it. How? They worshipped. 
They gathered and continually worship. Nothing can separate Christ from us. Not time, not sin, not space. The reality for our church from this point forward is there will be change. And we can let that momentum move us forward or we can do nothing and find ourselves back where we started. None for the better. There might be times of waiting and seeking, but we can't just stay there. The truth is we must grow up and move to the next grade or spiritual level that God is calling us to. Maybe it's even time for some to move from being a student of the word to being a teacher of the word. While we try to figure what that looks like, we can have joy and worship like the disciples did. Jesus has ascended. The disciples have shown us the way to joy and worship. Where do you go from here? Where do we go? From here. The next step of transformation is up to you. You do not go alone. God did not leave the disciples empty handed, nor does He leave you or us empty handed. We anticipate the power of the Spirit that Pentecost next week reminds us of, that will guide each of us and the blessings that awaits because of it. In this season and this summer of transition, let us not stop worshiping, not stop believing, and not stop learning and sharing Jesus. We all, each one of us, still has some growing up to do. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us as we enter this season or time of transition. Maybe it's real for a change that's happening in our own life of moving or a loved one moving or a family member going to a different school. Perhaps it's a change of jobs or life situations. Perhaps, Lord, it's moving from a place we've lived for a long time to a, a new place. Perhaps it's more an internal transition from gathering back together with friends or family or church family in which we've been away for a long time. Lord, help us. Help us not to, to be away from you. Help us to surround ourselves by those who can encourage our journey, our spiritual journey. Renew our hearts, renew our passion for you, Lord. Thank you for never giving up on us. In your name we pray. Amen.